Welcome to Respawn Aimfire, episode 52, 52, Cinco y Dos. That's 52 episodes of Respawn Aimfire. That's a whole year wow. worth of numbers if you did one a week. But yeah. we, I guess, maybe missed some. We were occasionally weekly for a while. No, no, we're we actually, now. we have more than 52 episodes, technically speaking, because we've done spoiler chats for specific games. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we've yeah. done more, we've done more than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we you have a song is. Yeah. By the way, Chad, you call me out for this every week. But what's your name? Hold on, I'm not through with the intro yet. Are you sure? I'm sure. I don't know about that. Formerly known as Split Screen Gaming Podcast, <laughs> Respawn Aim Fire came out of the ashes of a phoenix. <laughs> my name is Chad Michael Linus. Who are you? Uh, my name's Holden Depardo, and we talk about video games and video game related things, mm-hmm. and we chat. We have fun. We pour water all over the, each other. This You're making this air. sound so exciting. I don't know if you know this or not, but we're more fun than a pillow fight. Oh, are we, are we um, was it Rock'em Sock'em? Sock'em Boppers. Sock'em Boppers. Rock'em Sock'em. Sock'em Boppers. I thought, what's a Rock'em, Rock'em Sock'em? Sock'em Robots. That's right. That's what's confusing. But Sock'em okay. Boppers. What if you put Sock'em Boppers on the fist of Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Then you have Rock'em Sock'em. Rock'em Sock'em Sock'em Bopper Robots. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, in Arrested Development, Bob Lob, the Bob Lob, Bob Lob, Lob, Lob's Lobog. <laughs> Bob Lob, Lob's Loblog. That's just amazing. Um, oh, welcome to the splits. No, this is shit. Respawn Aim Fire. You guys, <laughs> Good job. let's start. With some updates. Far Cry 4 is our barf this month. That's our backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. <laughs> uh, based on our playtime, spoiler alert, it looks like Holden and I have both chosen to do the same thing we do every year, or every month, and we wait till the very end of the month to cram it in in the last week. Because you don't know that. I've played it yet. You don't know that. Well, I've put 50 hours in already. Holden, I've already updated our playtime slides this week, and if I have to go back and put Reese or Far Cry 4 on it, I'm going to be pissed. I'm not going to mention Far Cry 4 on playtime, because we're going to talk about that at the end of the Woman. month. Woman! Woman. Are you assuming my gender, Chad? I would like to take a moment to let you guys know that our first annual and first monthly, and also first ever, photo mode, I am, it's a good That's day. That's a lot of firsts. It's a That's good a lot of firsts. day. I met a five-year-old today who speaks five languages. Blew my mind. Wow. I'm fried now. I can't think. You're, he just made you look like an idiot, basically. I know, you know right? You can speak one. I can one speak one language. One. I was fluent in German at the end of college, but I haven't spoken that in eight <laughs> no, years. No, we, we were not fluent in German. I was. I was. We went to Austria and Germany after college, and I was holding my own. I just remember in sixth grade, before you go to seventh grade, in seventh grade you can learn a new language. So they had this little thing at the end of sixth grade of like, what language are you going to pick? And the options were. Uh huh. German, French, or Spanish. And when it came to German, the teacher's like, well, here's why you might want to learn German. And you could tell she couldn't think of a reason in that moment. Oh, no, there's no reason. Just no reason. Aside from, like, sounding cool and going to Germany. It's not even a cool thing. Like, the French accent's a great, sexy accent. No one thinks the German accent is sexy. Speaking of French accents, my roommate and I have been obsessed with just saying copy and paste with a French accent. (laughs) And just out of nowhere, we'll we'll just look at each other and be like, copy. Copy and paste. I'm going to copy that and then I'll copy the copy and paste it on that. It's so stupid. Copy. Anyway. In other gaming related conversations. Photo mode winners. So those of you who have won the photo mode, thank you for participating. (laughs) That was such a long tangent. I think we've already communicated with everyone who won. Yeah, we have. your code or have already gotten your code. In typical PC fashion, just to let you know. I didn't estimate, I didn't see this, foresee this happening, but 
PSN codes, just fine. eShop codes, just fine. Steam PC codes. Yeah, you gotta be friends for a certain period of time. Gotta be friends for three days. You can't send $10 ones via Amazon. All this shit. Oh, really? I didn't know about that last part. Yeah, they only sell $20 and up on Amazon. So the $10 code, you had to do it through Steam. And you have to be friends first. And then you have to be friends for three days. PC is just going to make everything complicated. (laughs) That's what they're known for. It's really hard. Really hard to work with. But I logged into my Steam account for the first time in four years. And I realized I have three games on there. I should have done it because I actually have a Steam account now. You do. I do. You do, do, Tim Gunn. That's because you bought a game. Shut up. I bought a game. Yeah. So thank you for the photo mode winners. Uh, look for at the beginning of April, we're going to have another contest. This one's going to be a little bit different. I didn't realize this last one that you would have to like use a second device to take a picture of yourself or just take whatever the fuck. Yeah, way to think it through, Chad. You beginning really, of April, really there's going to be a fun up. one with uh, some, <laughs> some green screen stuff. Ooh. Uh, we will provide the green screen pictures. You have to make it look. Anyway, that's coming in April. Oh, geez. oh man oh man oh man so now we get to a segment called playtime where we talk about what the hell we've been playing all week and holden i've decided you're going first this week holden are you sure what have you played, played i'm not games. too sure i'm hiv positive <laughs> south park we'll get to that later uh i have uh, two games to play this week and they're both very similar games. I played Super Smash Bros. Very on 3- similar. Yeah, yeah, Super Smash Bros. 3DS and Civilization VI. Oh, I almost broke out Smash Bros. again on 3DS this week. Yeah, so I don't have a Wii U right now. So I really would prefer to play that one because they only have the 3DS version at this point. I'm excited for a game that got announced that we'll talk about later on. And I'll give you a hint. It rhymes to Super Smash Bros. Mm. And mm, try to guess what it is before we get to it. Is it Super Smash Bros.? Maybe. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, (laughs) Continue. So I decided to play Smash Bros. on 3DS just to remember how bad I am at that game. And you know, me too. I'm I'm really bad at that game. I'm really bad. So I I have so much fun. (laughs) I played against some uh, the AI on level like six, and I was like really cramming them. So I go to level seven, and I made it to level like nine or so. (laughs) You laughing at your face is bright red. I farted. It smells so bad. It's so bad. I have my nose in my shirt right now. I'm going to I'm gag. talking about Smash Bros. And Jack's face turns <laughs> oh, bright red and he covers up his nose with his shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Anyway, Smash Bros. Go on. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well against the IA characters. I'm like, you know, I'm going to play some online. The 3DS version actually has online play. And I played that and I never came in anything but last. Every single time oh. I came in last. It was so humiliating. But, Dan, even on 3DS, that game is really, really fun. Yeah. It's I, a fun game. I want to go. I don't think. We'll get to this later. But I want to I play it again. But fucking 3DS, man. I don't want to break that shit out again. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, under our main quest. Okay. Uh, spoiler, our main quest is going to include the Nintendo Direct. What about Civ Six, huh? Yeah, so I played Civ Six. It's a game I've always kind of wanted to play. I got a new computer last week that can really play games now. Um, it's not a PC. It's still a Mac. But it is much more powerful than any Mac I've ever had before. So I got you finally a game. have a dedicated uh, dedicated graphics card. Yeah, so I finally was able to play uh, Civilization Six, and I got it on Steam. So I have a Steam account now. And my God, that game is so addictive and extremely complex i can tell from the bags under your eyes and the track marks on your arm <laughs> that game is addictive <laughs> no so i figured like on a joke kids <laughs> it's basically the idea of the game is you start as a like tribal civilization and you work your way up to 
you're sending rockets into space. That's kind of the end of it. It ends in the year 2050. Okay. I think it starts in the year so it's 4, the life cycle of Wakanda BC. Exactly the life cycle of Wakanda. Um, <laughs> it's but I mean when I say it's complicated, I do not fully grasp how the systems of this game work yet. And I was playing with my friend Jeremy online, and he was able to do things three times faster than I was. And I don't know why. I don't know. Like, you have this, these branching paths of, okay, um, I researched the wheel. Now I'm able to move on to research and construction. But if you complete certain projects before you get to construction, you get a boost on construction. And I don't know, like, how to do those things fast enough to get the boost. But you can get really good at this game, and I have no idea what I'm doing. And you're competing against different civilizations. And you can compete against them in domination, which means you're trying to have war against them until you've dominated every single civilization on the board. Or you can have the best religion that's used the most often in society. Or have the, you know, the try to win through science or through your, your culture with like arts and entertainment. There's a lot of different ways of approaching it. And each way is just its own navigation, navigational path and your own kind of arc you have to think about and you know, have a strategy on, okay, how am I going to accomplish this? And you can see how you compare the other civilizations on your map. It's really addictive because there's always something to kind of work on and, and do. I found that I like these simulation, these uh, simulation games a lot. I think I talked about game dev story before. I really loved game dev story. Yes. And you just kind of, it's, you're, it's a simulation of running a game development company. And I thought that was really fun, but this is infinitely more complex with the same kind of, I'm watching from a distance, and kind of pulling strings when they need to. But if if uh, civilization, if, if, what would we call it, if game dev story is like a violin or something like that, a number of strings, then civilization's like 10 harps lined up. And there's just way too much it's to think interesting about. Interesting metaphor. <laughs> it's the best I can come up with on the fly. A violin number of strings and then 10 harps. Well, it's a visual. It's four. a visual. Violins you get it. Four strings. We have four strings, yes. Yeah. It's much more complicated is the point. I have yet to beat a single round because they take forever. I looked this up on Reddit and I was kind of asking around how long it takes people to finish rounds. And the consensus I came up with was people saying, if you're really good, you can do it in five hours. Most people take 15. Whoa. Do you have to do that all in one sitting? No, you have to do it all in one sitting. You can save okay. it and then you can come back to it. So I've been running the same match now for a while. And I'm, gotcha. at, I'm getting close to the end, but I haven't beaten it yet. And I not competitive at all like i'm a joke to other civilizations they have way more cities than i do the religions are way better uh they have like they have catapults and all that and i still have guys with clubs like i just don't know how they navigate so quickly but they can do it it's really fun though like even though i'm losing i'm very addicted to it the most disappointing thing i've heard is that you have friends other than me so i feel useless now you are useless, Chad. You've always been useless. Oh, God. You're just using me. <laughs> oh, That's well, all I've been cool. playing. But what Sim have you been six. playing? You have a lot. And I have one game I'm very curious oh, what your thoughts are on. Oh, playtime with Chad. We start playtime with Kirby Star Allies demo on Switch. So I, talk, I played that last week. What did you think That's of it? That's coming out this, like in two this, days or something. Yeah, like this right? Friday. Yeah. This Friday. I, uh, not for me. Not for not you? Not game yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's just... It's very too, simple. Too simple. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's too very simple, simple for me. I wonder how much that's to deal with the fact that we saw a very small portion of the game or just Kirby games are always very simple. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. Kirby games are like for Mario for babies a little bit. But it does it is fun. I know. No, and it's not still fun. not babies in like a pejorative sense, but 
I know Vegas what you mean. Is yeah. in like the mechanics. There's not are a lot of challenge. And, yeah, it's charming. I mm-hmm. saw in the Nintendo Direct whenever they revealed like Rick the hamster. Don't and talk that about that yet. Like, we're not oh, there. Oh, brings me back not, to my childhood. We're not there yet. We're not there I yet. I know. I'm just like foreshadowing. <laughs> I played more Bayonetta. I'm I'm liking this game a lot. I was kind of iffy on it when I started, but now I'm a little over halfway through, and I'm liking it a lot. Still the first one? Still the first one, yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to have to take a breather between the two, though. More Sprint Vector. Oh, man, I finally made it through all 21 levels. I played online and won! Nice. Got that silver trophy. I thought, man, I'm going to get all these trophies, but I'm never going to be able to place first in an online competition. I beat that bitch by three seconds. Three fucking <laughs> seconds. And then that whole time, I was I was sitting there, I was like, <gasps> and I'm running, and I keep getting shot from behind, and I'm just like, oh, God. And I saw the finish line, and I just started throwing my arms like a freaking monkey scaling a building. Oh, that game's so great. I'm so proud I of you, Chad. I am so proud of you. Sprint Vector, VR, man. VR's, like... VR's cool. Is it? It's cool. I then played the demo for a game called The Persistence. Mm. Have you heard of this game? Never. I hadn't heard of it either. And then I was just browsing the PlayStation Store looking at, like, what's new on PlayStation VR this week? Uh, apparently it wasn't this week. Or I don't know. Whatever the shit. Persistence <laughs> is a game that is a roguelike. Like, um, 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 basically it's the type of game where you start... You progress as far as you can, you die, you restart, procedurally generated, you have, you kind of like, you can choose, oh, I'm going to pick up a different weapon this time whenever I start. And it's like a stealth zombie type thing on a spaceship in VR. Uh, More zombies? In VR, though. Oh. Everything changes in VR. That's true. Like, literally, even picking up a clipboard and looking at it in VR is really fucking cool. I know it's not. Um, you don't know because you never played Batman because you're a pussy. <laughs> That's why so, I got too scared. I was too much of a pussy to play yep. Batman. So Persistence Demo, it was cool. I don't know if I'd, I'd buy the full game. I'm not one who's like super into roguelikes. I like to make progress and things like that in games. Mm-hmm. But You can Peter's... make progress in that round hey, of the roguelike experience. Excuse me? Uh, no. The next game I played, <laughs> we don't fight on this podcast. <laughs> the next game I played is the last game I played for the week, and I recommend this game to a lot of people. It's called Florence. Did you play Florence yet on iOS? You know, I have it on my home screen right now. Uh huh. Did not get a chance to play it. I kept saying I'm going to play this, I'm like, but I I need to I need to make that that chapel in civilization. <laughs> and it is absolutely worth it. playing. It is maybe 20 minutes long. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's from the create. It's from of studio called Mountains, mm-hmm. but it's made up of like what the did guy they make? Who they made, made something Monument Valley. Notable. The, the lead guy from Monument Valley oh, made this game. Some mm-hmm. people who worked for Bungie, uh, a couple guys from Rockstar. Oh, also this is the same. Game. This is the same kind of thing they're used to making. Then exactly, it's exactly yeah. the same. No, it's this beautiful anime <laughs> style, gr- uh, gorgeous music, uh, and it's it's just you interacting through a little story, twenty minute story of a relationship for, of this couple. You play for, as a girl, Florence, and. It's just really great, and it has some really brilliant mechanics in it that will just, like, constantly surprise you, and then, like, as you're figuring it out and doing it, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so fucking clever. I played the first five seconds of it. I was hitting an alarm clock and then stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's the very first thing you do is tap on the alarm clock two times. Two times. I touched it once, and I'm like, I don't get it, and then I just stopped. Once to snooze, and then once to wake up. No, that's not why I stopped. I just didn't have the 
motivation to play that game for some reason. Well, it's great. You should. Everyone should. It's like three dollars. Yeah, it was games, pretty. Y'all. It was pretty cheap. Games aren't free. They don't. Shut up. But Holden, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We we've do. got to keep this podcast moving, moving, moving. Yeah, so we That's have from, some uh, new stories. The musical working. I don't know that book by Studs Terkel based on real interviews with blue collar Americans. Mm. Do you know what's that real was though? About a girl who worked at a <laughs> checkout line at a grocery store. But mm. Holden, we have to keep moving. Yeah, do you we want can't real? afford want side real? tangents about musicals by Studs Terkel or explaining why we don't have time to talk about <laughs> musical. <laughs> so Holden, let's open up our quest log and see what the internet has provided for us this week. So we're gonna just jump through some of the quick fetch quest stories here. Oh, fetch those quests! Uh, I think. We had two major software updates released. We had uh, PS4 had 5.50 come out, and we had yep. Nintendo Switch's 5.0 firmware release. 5.50, that adds a couple of things like being able to see your PlayStation Plus games, mm-hmm. uh, folder, like a bunch of cool features. Yeah. And the ability to make themes based on your pictures. Nintendo Switch's update was revolutionary with uh, new icons for ARMS characters. And... It's huge. And Kirby characters... Mm, arms only oh my god we don't like kirby on this podcast we don't fight on this podcast if i had an xbox one i would be playing hitman blood money i would really like to play that on xbox one Bloody hitman blood. Bloody. that's what yeah. it is yep oh uh, yeah got? we have days gone was delayed to 2019 kind of no surprise there there's not really room for it in 2018 yeah also we've heard almost nothing yeah, the less you hear about a game the more thing. likely it's going to get delayed yeah we had two game announcements. What were they, Chad? Oh, my God. So, first of all, this kind of relates to the Nintendo Direct a little bit. In Japan, there was a slightly different version of the Nintendo Direct that featured a trailer for Fantasy Star Online 2 coming to Switch. This so, game, you in- included the story. Is this a game you're excited about? This is a game that I fucking want. It came out on Vita in Japan in, like, 2012. It came out on something else playstation 4 in japan in like 2014 and now it's coming to switch in 2018 but they're never bringing it west it's like mother 3 it'll never come here (laughs) but there's a game that we're also even more excited about coming out this year call of duty blops (laughs) 4 yes i'll never play it I probably won't either. <laughs> it's uh, being announced I'll play officially. It just as much as I have the last seven Call of Duties. <laughs> One thing that bugs me is the logo is the Roman numeral for four, but it's literally just four. It's not the uh, line, uh, the, was it I, V? It's just four eyes. And it's the wrong I, Roman numeral. I think it's different. I don't think it's a Roman numeral. I think they're doing strikes, like tick marks, tally marks, like for it's kills. It's so annoying. It looks weird well, to me. Just because you don't understand their art doesn't mean it's yeah. not so good. Basically, what it, <laughs> that's how it works. If I don't like it, it's it's not good art. Oh, man. And when it gets uh, revealed officially on May 17th, I'm not going to care. And when it comes out on October 12th, I'm not going to buy it because those There's stupid Roman numerals. There's one thing that's numerals. notable about this. Call of Duties have always come out the first week of November. Yeah. You know what to get the fuck out of the way from Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, it comes out a few weeks before Red Dead Redemption 2. Because once that yep. game comes out, nothing else will. Exactly. It, everything else is just lost. Which yep. we will come back to that idea when we talk about other games announced for this year during the Nintendo Bread Direct. Dead. Bread the Dead. The sequel to I Am Bread. <laughs> <laughs> Bread Dead Redemption. Um, Hold in. If you yes. own an Xbox One, you might be able to play Hellblade Send You a Sacrifice. And I think that's a must-play for everybody. Yeah, I would say absolutely. So that's cool. 
if it comes to Xbox One, you definitely have to play that game. It's fantastic. Yep. And then the last one we have here is that Oculus headsets just stopped working because their oh certificates weren't signed. But it was quick. It fixed the next day. It was quick. What a freaking PC problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just busting your balls, Fez IRL. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they they resolved it pretty quickly, but it's still not good when you want to play your you know virtual reality headset and suddenly it just doesn't work and you have no control over that whatsoever because some certificate expired yeah so those are kind of our quick stories this week we have two stories that are our game potatoes of the week <laughs> game i still game potatoes is a stupid ass name i still giggle at it every time <laughs> so the first thing is we have vr sex devices continue to progress <laughs> so this is a thing where you put a virtual reality headset on and you literally put this other piece of paraphernalia on your genitals and it simulates and i'll never put my penis in one of those things ever i just will not do it right. it looks right. it looks like the contraption from uh austin powers his penis enlarger the pump the pump yeah it looks almost like that i'm like nope never doing that oh okay <laughs> it looked very strange and then more uh, family-friendly, God of War won't have microtransactions. Because, of course, it's not going to have microtransactions. Duh. That would have been super strange. But it's just an example of these companies trying to use, well, we're not going to use microtransactions as positive press. Right. It's that Bethesda sizzle reel. Single-player games are still a thing. We're here that for was, them. See, one thought they put so much effort into that that it was okay, I thought. Like, it was really funny what they were kind of doing. But now it's like all these developers, I guarantee what E3 will see so many and no microtransactions, and the crowd will go crazy. We'll see. Well, we already know that about Cyberpunk. Yeah, they've already said that as well. If you're, if you're not going to have microtransactions, just don't mention it. That's Yeah. Just don't mention it. But anyway. Although I'm, I'm glad to know that it doesn't. Yes. We have some bigger stories to talk about. Oh, those side quests. So we have all these little side quests here. Let's start off with your favorite one, Chad. What are you most excited about? Ooh, what is my most favorite one? I Okay, so I'm not super interested in playing this game but i'm excited that this is happening fortnite Mm -hmm. is coming to mobile and i think already accessible if you signed up for the invite yeah when it first was announced Mm -hmm. coming to mobile ios first android soon but the coolest freaking thing about it is not only can you play fortnite battle royale on your mobile device but you can also cross play with playstation 4 and xbox one although not simultaneously is that cool though Let's, I think let's, it's super cool. It, it is cool in concept. However, when you're on an iPhone playing against someone with a controller in their hands, the chances of you being competitive against them is not very high. So here's the thing. It's – you won't – first of all, we don't know how the touchscreen controls work. We don't know how they're optimized or what they've sure. done to make them better. But it's not like in random matchmaking I'm on a PS4 and I'm going to be paired up with iOS people. You have you can make a party with a friend who's on a different device, and then your party can play against other people. So it's not going to be randomly matching you up, but if you're in a party with someone else who's different, but you, you have can that still option. be in a situation where you were playing against console players and you have a fucking touch screen. Like right. we, were, we were talked, I think it was last week or the week before, about how uh, I can't remember what game it was, but Xbox wanted to open up keyboard and mouse support on Xbox, and are thinking that might be an unfair competitive advantage. This is that same concept tenfold. I think it's cool, though, that you have that option. Yeah. It's, to, it's, I'm like, you know, going into it knowing, hey, this is going to be fun because we're playing together, even though we have two separate systems, but we know we're going to be hands If it's only in f- like only playing against your friends, I think that's one thing. But yeah. you have these kids who are already super good at these games with a controller, and then you are at a disadvantage by not having a controller using a touchscreen, 
Plus, these kids are already way better than you are. Well, I think it's cool because I think that people playing together is fun no matter what system they own. And I don't care if you hate it. Are you platform agnostic, Chad? I am platform agnostic except for PC. <laughs> Just kidding. JK. JK. LOL. IRL. BRB. BYOB. GTG. LMNOP. POOP. <laughs> this next one isn't so much of a story as much as it's just something I found that I thought was interesting. It is a survey that was sent out on Reddit by a Reddit user. I can't remember their name. And it's basically trying to come up with the consensus of what the best Zelda games are. And I don't want to talk about the whole thing because it's really just two things I thought were interesting that are worth pointing out. Um, one is, I have to find it, it's loading the responses right now. One was, which style of the game do you prefer? And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So this news story is just a Reddit post about who, what people think are the best Zelda games? There were about a thousand responses to it. And okay. these are the most dedicated people. But just so I wrap my head, that is what yes, we're... Yes, that is what okay. we're talking about, yes. Okay. But I think it's fair. It's a thousand people, but also people who are very dedicated to that franchise. Okay, okay. And a thousand's not a bad... What's the best Zelda? Um, it's between Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild. But of most course. people prefer Ocarina of Time. Um, I prefer Link's Crossbow Training. Where is that on the list? <laughs> I prefer Wand of Gamelon. That's my favorite Zelda game. I prefer Real Life. So I'm gonna cosplay. More people. So they basically said, "What style do you prefer?" They gave you two options, and they let you write in your own option. So there's a good like twenty percent of people who just put a random option in there. Fifty-two percent said they preferred linear style. They don't like the non-linear like go anywhere you want style which is where zelda is is heading i prefer the non-linear myself but i just thought that was really interesting because there's only been two games that have the non-linear style the original nes game legend of zelda and breath of the wild and breath of the wild is supposed to be the forward direction of where we're going and only 38 percent of the fans according to this not very huge poll say that they don't like that direction or they do like that direction 52 percent say they'd rather have the linear style games I thought that was interesting. Somebody better tell Nintendo. <laughs> like, excuse me, Mr. Reggie fils Can you tell your people we don't want this game? Also, as so I said, Ocarina of Time is the, is the uh, best game in the franchise, according to these people. It's also considered the most overrated, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would so agree with that. Ocarina of Time is the most overrated? Oh, wait, no, wait. I thought you said Breath of the Wild. That's number two, but it's 39% to 25%, so it's a pretty big gap. So anyway, just thought I wanted to talk about that. Just thought that was interesting. Gotcha, that gotcha, is all. Gotcha, gotcha. But in actual news, we're going to say Nintendo for a second. I just realized right now that these links you put in here don't actually link to the news stories. They did originally, and now they're not for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, The Division 2 got announced, if you're into that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft doing that games as service. A lot of people love this game. Yeah, it's doing really well. There's a lot of complaints that they haven't fixed all the issues within the division yet, and people have said they're already moving on to the division two. But it also, when you have a complicated system like that, sometimes it's easier just to start from scratch. Yeah, with, with knowing what the flaws were in your last system. Yeah, so I, I like that, that they are uh, in this one. I think they said they're, it's going to be playable at E3. I tried to look it up in the article, but it's just bringing me straight to IGN.com proper. <laughs> um, but I believe they I said that it's going to be playable at E3. copied and pasted and moved things around the list. I think that's why that happened. But it's I changed the hyperlink. They also said that in the starting in the summer, mm-hmm. you can earn things called shields in Division 1. If you play Division 1, that will carry over to the new one, which I think is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. like, if you're a fan and you've done some stuff in Division 1, that progress counts Aww. for something. How nice of them. 
think that's cool. I think that's they cool. said the same thing about cool. Destiny 2 when that turned out not to be true. No, Destiny 2, they were clear saying, hey, you can only bring over aesthetically your character. Beforehand, they did not say that. Like a year before Destiny 2 came out. They, no, they mentioned... did. They, so afterwards, they said As what you said. someone who has played both Destinies. But this isn't about playing the games. This is about the marketing. Likes them. When they talked about Destiny 1, they said, and all your character progression will carry over into future Destiny games. And that's not what happened. Nope. That's a lie. That's not a lie, but okay. Tell me about something while I research that you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was interesting that there's a rumor that the Pokemon Switch game is going to be a reboot of the franchise. Reboot can mean a few things. Some people seem to think that they are going to start back in the Kanto region again. It's going to be only the 151 Pokemon. I don't know. I do think it's going to be a major deviation from what we think of as a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. But that kind of talk is being pushed around quite a bit. I would like to see a return, and I'd like to see a smaller selection of Pokemon. I and mean, how many Pokemon are there now? There's like over 800, I, I think. I don't know. A lot. Yeah. A lot of Pokies. It's getting too much. But granted, I'm also not the biggest Pokemon fan. So we'll have to see. I still think it's coming this year. I still think I that. know you do. I know you do. I still think But that. I mean, if we're getting Smash... I like, think Smash is a September game, but we'll talk about that. I think Pokemon could be a November game. Like, Pokemon's not going to be impacted by Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. It's just not going to be. Did you find anything, or can I say another well, story? Well, the earliest thing I can find about anything, uh, there's a lot of, like, September stuff, a lot of June stuff, but the earliest thing I can find about it at all is March 3rd, 2017, when they announced that Destiny character progress will not carry over to Destiny Yes, 2. but it's because they talked about this when they first talked about Destiny. When they well, talked about Destiny originally. If they did, then I'd be able to find something about it, but I can't. So you have to air, find you'll the... have to find it to prove me right, otherwise everyone's going to assume you're a liar because they <laughs> believe me and not you. And we don't fight <laughs> on this podcast, so moving on, Twitch will be launching free games <laughs> Program. Moving on because I will not be co- will not be, will be this launching issue. free games <laughs> program akin to the PlayStation Plus and uh, Games with Gold for Xbox. If you are a Twitch subscriber, which means you're a Twitch subscriber, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you will now get free games every month as well. And oh, that's through Amazon Prime. Yes, interesting. Amazon owns Twitch. I did not know that. Yes, Amazon owns Twitch, which means if you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. Very cool. So, yes, you will get a bunch of free games each month. I wish I could tell you what they were, but this link only brings me to IGN proper. (laughs) Uh, Super Hot was one of them, which is also free on Games of Gold right now on Xbox. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's on Instapaper. Go to Instapaper. Just some good shit. Oh, I have three apps open right now. I'm not going to leave them all just to go to Instapaper. Go Go open it. I'll right distract now. our audience. I found, audience. I found it already. The, the left, games are a squirrel over there. Do you see it? <laughs> I already found it. It's super hot, oxen free, shadow taxes, oxen free, oxen free was good. My favorite, tales from Candlekeep. I've never heard of that game before. Have you before. ever been to Candlekeep? It's no. fascinating. There are so many tales to tell. Mister Shifty, which I think was a very fun game. And then next month on April first, they're going to have Tales from the Borderlands, SteamWorld Dig Two, which is great, Kingsway, Tokyo Forty Two, and Dub Wars. Tales from the Borderlands, maybe the best Telltale. Now, are these PC games? I'm assuming they're PC games. Yes, they're PC games. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Because it's on Twitch. I don't know. You can you can do Twitch from a PS4. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to download a free game maybe, onto your PS4. Maybe they give you a code. Who knows? How rude. Ron <laughs> Weasley. The last story Where we have this have week. have you been? <laughs> The that sounded actually just like my memory of listening to the audio recordings of that. It sounded it's, exactly like it. I'm That's just too saying, funny. I'm brilliant. 
So the last story we have this week is that Splinter Cell 2018 was spotted on Amazon Canada and then removed. Amazing Canada. Do you know how many times I've accidentally gone to Amazon.com instead Amazon. of Amazon? <laughs> you know how much ad revenue Amazon.com probably makes for me? Like People go, get, go to it all the time. They never buy anything off of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? So Splinter Cell 2018 is going to be coming out. Have you ever played a Splinter Cell game? I've never played a Splinter Cell. I roomed with two twins in college. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. It's not the sexy kind of thing. There were two <laughs> There were two of the twins? Dudes, wait, two, wait, not two clarify. There were twins. two twins. Two sets of two, twins or two people who were twins? They were three sets of four Siamese twins. <laughs> that doesn't make any for sense. For 12 twins total. <laughs> And they had a no, TLC show about two it. twins, Zach and Quinn, and they were all about Splinter Cell. That was pretty much maybe the only game I ever saw them play. It Splinter has a Cell. big following. How do they play that one game nonstop? I never understood I don't that. No, Holden. I'm not a twin. I don't have that mentality. The franchise has a good reputation. We haven't seen one in a long time. It's not implausible. I think it's pretty possible it could come out. I just want to say... I'm correcting you now before everyone else hears it. It's mm-hmm. implausible, not Imp- unplausible. Did I say unplausible? You said unplausible. It's pronounced, it's implausible. Well, I meant M. implausible. It's okay. I'm correcting you now before the whole world hears it. Oh, okay. I don't want you to look like an idiot in front of the world. Oh, thank you, Chad. Now no one will think You're I'm welcome. an idiot at all. Thank you for yeah. not being condescending whatsoever. I my best friend when he really, like, he got the word, like, former and ladder. He spelled ladder like you would climb instead of ladder with two T's. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I love you. I'm correcting this for you now in a text message so that when you eventually post this in the world, he's going to be a famous country music star. When you post this, people are going to tear apart your tweets. Correct your friends, everyone. They love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sign of love and affection. Oh, man, Holden. That's a bunch of good quests. But we've got two main quests tonight to talk about. One of them I'm much more interested in right now because it has Smash in it. Tell me about Nintendo Direct. So we had we have two first of all our two main quests are Nintendo Direct and Valve and kind of some of the news surrounding that. Um, yeah, Nintendo had a huge direct on oh, March seventh. Yeah. Big throbbing direct on March seventh. They basically said, "Hey, we're gonna have a direct tomorrow. It's gonna be a half hour long." <laughs> I think you just said we're gonna have an erect tomorrow. <laughs> a direct. We have a direct tomorrow. No, I think you said we're going to have an erect. I'm going to pretend that you said we're going to have an erect. I'm going to correct you right now. You said erect. I'm correcting you now so that the whole world thinks you're funny. That's a common misconception. People always say one or the other in that phrase. Conception. That's what happens when you make a baby. All right, shut up. So they're going to have a Nintendo Direct on March 8th, and it was really, really damn good. I mean, there's only half an hour. There was only one game announcement that I wasn't thrilled about. Everything else. Do you know what that was? The sushi Whatever the game. the second 3DS one. Oh, really? The sushi game? It looks ridiculous. Why? Why do they talk about that game? <laughs> Why are they talking Why about they... that? So we're just going to run down really quickly the, the games that were announced. Give me the rundown. Run and then we'll Sean talk William about Scott them. And the Rock. The rundown. So, actually, let's break it out. Let's talk about the 3DS section, then we'll talk about the Switch section. First of all, uh, what? There's still a 3DS section? I know. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, 3DS headlines. WarioWare Gold was the first game announced. It's coming August 3rd. I love the WarioWare franchise. It's Never much better it. suited on Switch. It's just so much better suited on Switch, I think. Do you know where, first of all, do you know where Wario was best? Where? Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins, when he was the final boss of that game. First time he was ever introduced. Before he got that stupid motorcycle biker's helmet. When did that come into play? I don't know, but WarioWare is fantastic. It's a really fun Never game. Played it. It's really good. They're, they're worth playing. Why is it coming to 3DS? It's coming this year. 
The most exciting game announcement was the next one, Dill and Dead Heap Adventures. That one. That's the one I don't care Or whatever about. What it was called. Who is that? I don't even I know. I, I, just gave, Dylan. I just gave it a fake name right now. It's Dylan something. Dylan Marcone, the kid from my T-ball team it's who literally... scratched at a swimming pool party. I've never heard about this, but you can get a demo of it May 10th, and it's available May 24th. So if you're really dying to know, you can get a demo of it. Then we get to the better games that were announced. Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser's Jr.'s Journey. Apparently that game is very funny. Yeah, I've heard they're really good. It's also coming in 2019. They're going to be 3DS Why games. are you planning games that far out? Not even that. Why is, why is 3DS... Yeah, exactly. Why is 3DS going to uh, have a game in 2019? It makes so no Tim sense. Tim Geddes had an interesting thought that... My eyes can do weird things. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Tim Geddes had an interesting thought that, like, they didn't know the Switch was going to be a success. So they had to start making these games... For 3DS, and now they're kind of like, "Whoa, shit! Well, the Switch is taking off, but we already have these in production for 3DS. I disagree. We gotta fucking release them." I disagree with that, and I, I, I maybe they didn't think it was going to be as big of a success that it turned out to be, but they halted development on so many games that were supposed to be made for Wii U to bring them to Switch. That's different. That's different. That's different. That's not portable. That's not potable. That's not potable. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'll take Ape Tip for 200. <laughs> it's appetite. Oh, forget it. <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting thought, but I disagree. I think they knew it was going to be successful. I just don't think they knew how successful it's going to be. But this is about 3DS right now. You ain't talking about Switch yet. I know. Detective, I know. They showed more of Detective Pikachu, and I actually got yeah. deterred from this game when I saw more of it. Uh, I don't think I paid attention to that. Ugh. I was watching all this on the stair stepper. Well, were you paying attention to the next game? Because this next game was huge. What was the next one? As, as, as huge as the Pikachu amiibo? <laughs> Yeah, the thing is huge. Uh, I think so. It is Luigi's Mansion Remake for 3DS. Oh, yeah. Once again, why the fuck is it on the 3DS? I want that game on Switch so badly. There's actually a rumor beforehand um, saying that, you know, Luigi's Mansion will be announced for Switch. And they probably heard Luigi's Mansion is going to be talked about the Nintendo Direct and figured, well, it couldn't be on 3DS. You know, so it must be Switch. Things, the greatest ideas that I've ever heard in my life? Luigi's Mansion Nintendo Labo. You have a cardboard huh. vacuum cleaner. Oh. And you're going around sucking up ghosts with your Joy-Con. They'd be great in virtual reality. With a little backpack on. Your mind. Like, why isn't that a thing? Yeah, so I wrote in my notes for Luigi's Mansion. Pumped. New boss rush mode. Whatever. Coming this year. Why not switch? <laughs> Those are all my <laughs> notes for it. Hashtag why not switch. That's every single hashtag. So there's some really cool... There are some really cool like things that got announced on 3DS. All of them, all of them, I would rather have on Switch, except for Dylan, because I don't care Dylan, about. You know what? Fine. I don't Fine. care about I'll that. Put Dylan on Switch, okay? No. If, it, if that's what it takes to get everything on Switch, they just don't want to leave Dylan by himself. Here's the thing: though. 3DS is still selling really well with Switch. I think it actually outsold in January 2018. It's outsold in January 2017. I'm sorry. Hold on. I was still in my head thinking about scratching Dylan Marcone at T-Ball. I didn't listen to anything you just said. In 2017, January, yeah. the 3DS sales were less than the January 2018 3DS sales. Yeah, but you know what? I bet heroin sells better than diamonds, but it's not means you should do it. <laughs> I don't think you should do it, but I'm just saying, <laughs> people are still buying that. Yeah, people are still buying heroin, but it's bad. Stop. Stop enabling us, Nintendo. All right, we well, let's talk, about, let's talk about Switch headlines now. So th- we have a lot to talk about with the Switch. Yeah, they talked do. about a lot of stuff. I'm just going to run yeah, through. Let me just run through it, 
run. And then run, we'll go run. back and talk about the different things. Um, you talked about Kirby Star Allies and having dream friends, kind of including um, classic characters from past Kirby games. Yep. And the first update's coming out March 28th. They showed off Okami HD, which is a game I've always wanted to play. That's coming this summer. Well, you've had seven platforms you could play it on so far, and you didn't play it on any of those. Uh, well, now I'll try to play it. Sushi Striker <laughs> is coming out June 8th um, on both Switch and 3DS. Could care less about that game. Holden, don't editorialize. We're moving through this list, oh, and then I we're coming back. I can't help it. Octopath Traveler was talked about. Travis Strikes Again, which is No More Heroes. Dark Souls was talked about. They went really deep on Mario Tennis Aces, which looks fantastic. Showed off a dumb amiibo for Dark Souls, too. Yeah, I, I agree. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Thank God. Can't wait for that. Undertale, which you liked Undertale a lot, didn't you? Yes, it's fantastic. You should play it. Crash now on Switch. Bandicoot Trilogy. Ooh, coming to Switch and Xbox One. And Steve Question Mark. Little Nightmares. Chad, you like this Fun next story. game. story. Little Nightmares also eight dollars on PSN right now, mm-hmm. or on Switch in the later on in the year, on, For or May eighteenth. Or, but it's portable. Chad, <laughs> the next game you're really excited about this one. It's the South Park Fractured Butthole. Yes, play this. Get this. It's a very very funny game, and I'm sure it'll run exactly like it did on PS4 because it's a cartoon. I'm. Uh, we'll get to it later on. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is coming out May eighteenth. Arms right. is going to have an open, like a Wonderful. online tournament. They're really right. pushing this game. They're going to have another Super. another test punch for that game on March thirty first. Wonderful. Tons of Splatoon two news. We'll talk about that in detail in a second. And they closed out the show with Smash Bros, which was yes, they did. Oh, oh, oh. Let's talk about that first. I want to start with that. Smash Bros. That teaser was fantastic. That was that teaser was so fucking good. So for anyone who didn't watch the direct, this is what happens. They spent a good chunk of the direct, maybe like five to seven minutes talking about Splatoon 2. And they close it out. Kiyazumi's like, hey guys, thanks for coming. Oh, wait a second. We have one more thing we want to show you. And they just start showing more Splatoon footage. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, we just spent all this time with Splatoon. This isn't a one more thing. But then the room that they're in is all white and it just fades out to black. And it's just pitch yep. black in there. And then you see this like reflection of something burning in the eyes of one of the Inkling characters, and it comes into focus, and it's the Smash Bros. logo. And there are these... Cut to these intimidating shots of Mario, like, silhouetted with the fire behind him. The Breath of the Wild link they showed off. And then Smash Bros. 2018. That was awesome. Oh, coming this year. I can't freaking wait. Since that's been announced, it's also... What's the guy's name? The guy who's Zachary? created all the Smashers. Yeah. No, no. Not Zachary. Sa- Sakurai. No, the guy who... Is that him? Yes, Sakurai. Yeah. Okay. Then yes. He's... Let me correct it. you, Chad. It's Sakurai, okay? I'm not being Sakurai. condescending. I'm just being a friend so that sometimes you post online Thank you who for made being Switch a Smash. Friend. Go for I it. appreciate you correcting me. Anyway, <laughs> but he is indeed working on this one, even though he's claimed it's his last Switch, or this last Smash Bros for like the last five Smash Bros. <laughs> um, so all the Smash Bros? There is a lot of speculation that it is a new Smash Bros. And that leads us into an interrogative that I think you put in here from yourself. No, never. Asking, what new characters do you expect to be added to Smash Bros. for Switch? Can we... All right, we'll talk about that. But I want to talk about if it's a new Smash Bros. or not. Because I have thoughts on that. But yeah, so let's do the characters. I've created a little small list of characters... I think the majority of the Wii U characters are going to come back. 
They usually don't remove yeah. many characters. So we're going to have a massive list of characters this time around. Yeah. The Inklings are obviously going to be in this game because they showed them in the trailer. It'd be yeah. kind of weird to backtrack like that. I think yeah. we're going to have an ARMS character in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So either at Springman or Midman. Two. I think we're going to have at least two ARMS characters because we yeah. have seven Fire Emblem Marths. <laughs> so we, <laughs> they're they're going to have more arms people in there because at least those are unique I don't think this will be an original release character it won't be in the main listing but I think this will be DLC later on and that's Crash Bandicoot Brash Candipoot now here's the thing something interesting I heard today is that of all the characters that have ever been in a Smash Bros game mm-hmm. they've all come from Japanese companies yes and Activision is not a Japanese company which it's not. is something that was like oh Interesting. Maybe Crash Bandicoot won't be in this one. But. He is on Switch. You're on Switch. Here's another thing I think. I think Shovel Knight would be an excellent addition to this. It's a good choice, yeah. They've also had tight integration with, like, premiering stuff first on Switch with the Plague Knight. Or not Plague Knight. Yeah, was it Plague Something. Anyway, some kind of DLC first on Switch. Mm -hmm. They had the Shovel Knight Amiibo. And then here's something that, like. I don't expect it to happen, but if it is, it would be such good fan service. It would blow everyone's minds, and it would be so fucking good, and I would scream. And that is if Gino from Super Mario RPG was a playable character in this. People would lose their shit. I don't even know who that is. I've not oh, played that game before. Oh, we're going to make that a game of the month or a barf soon. I do have that on my SNES Classic, so we I can know do you that. do, and I'm going to make you play it, and it's so fucking good. Gino was my favorite character <laughs> on that, and it's so cool, and he's never been in anything else. There was a me costume, I think, in the Wii U version of Smash that you could download that makes your me kind of resemble Gino. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have, like, his arm cannon and shit like that. Well, I'm sure it's a good guess. I think that I actually have a prediction that I am. See this one for last because I am super 100% confident in this one. It's not a new character, it's a change to a character. Okay. And that's that Mario's always shot fireballs as his long range move. Now oh, he's he will gonna throw Cap. He's yeah. gonna throw Cappy, exactly. He's gonna throw Captain Toad at you. He's gonna throw Captain Toad at you. <laughs> oh, what if Captain Toad was in there? Mmm. Oh Why not? Captain Toad and Daisy are very similar. They just scream. <laughs> oh, alright. So, any other characters you want to list off there? That's all I had in mind. Just a hundred arms is <laughs> <laughs> Shovel Knight and Gino. So let's jump in then. So do you think this is a new Smash Bros. game? Uh, I think that it will be. And the reason I think that it will be is because we're moving to a new generation. And Sakurai has said that he's been working on it tirelessly for a long time. Yeah. He also, And also, as like we saw with Brawl to uh, Wii U version... They're like licensing things with some of these characters. I doubt they're going to be able to get Cloud back again for another generation. Yeah, I think it's fair. Well, like Snake never came back after being in Brawl. Yeah, exactly. So I think some of these things, there are some characters that we'll have to let go of, and it's hard to call. Bayonetta will still be there though. Yeah, because that's definitely in Nintendo's camp now. Platinum owes Bayonetta to Nintendo at this point. They better have Bayonetta in there. I think it will be very hard to call it Switch or whatever last Wii U what did they even fucking call that because it was Smash Bros Wii U it was Smash Brothers Smash Bros it was Wii Smash U Brothers Switch Super Smash Bros Definitive Edition which I think would be the the name of it. yeah but I they feel can't like they can't call that. it that if they yeah. have to drop some characters yeah so I think yeah I think that's I actually hadn't thought about that my reasoning that's a new game is that 
they said it's it's Super Smash Brothers. The logo is a little bit different, and they it's a working title. If it were like a definitive edition, they wouldn't turn around and say, "Oh, guys, this new game you thought it was, it's actually just a re-release." Yeah, that'd be yeah. hugely disappointing. People still buy the game, but it would be a letdown announcement, and they they want to avoid that. So I don't think that's the case. The website they removed everything related to 3ds and Wii U Smash Brothers. It's all new content up there. It's empty because there's nothing to talk about yet. Yeah. But they've removed all of that stuff. And on in the trailer for the game, in the bottom right, when it says 2018, the bottom right it says original game. And then Nintendo slash HAL Laboratories. See? They don't mention Bandai Namco at all. And they would have if it were the Wii U 3DS version. So I think there's zero See? chance. See? Maybe they're using some of their as, that as a foundation. They're building on top of it. I think possibly. that's possible. But it's, it's going to be branded as a new Smash Brothers game. Possibly. Possibly. Holden, great Switch discussion. Great Smash Bros. We're really nailing it. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the direct and the switch focused stuff, what are some of your favorite things that were announced? This is a tough one because there was some good stuff. Um, yeah. So in terms of the switch stuff, I think the biggest announcements for me were Mario Tennis Aces, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the, the Splatoon stuff was weird. <laughs> so I, I don't want to list as like one of my like favorite things on there. I thought that was kind of strange. We'll talk about that, but I really expected that to be a big highlight when they started talking about Splatoon. Yeah. Um, and the fact they're going to have a network test for Dark Souls, which just means I can play Dark Souls a little, a little bit, yeah, earlier. I think that was those were the, kind of the two biggest announcements for me, or the three biggest announcements. Obviously, Smash. Well, I didn't bother including that because yeah. we just Smash, talked about, Smash, about that. Yeah, Smash my face off. I'm very excited for Captain Toad. Yeah, I'm glad I get to play that game. Because by the no way, way in hell I'm picking up a Wii U. Did you know that Captain Toad was in Mario Odyssey? <laughs> I know. I they, saw him. I interacted with him, and I saw the direct. Why did they mention that? That was so random. Like, by the way, he was in Mario Odyssey. Next, I don't know. <laughs> Super strange. Um, I'm. I'm also. Here's a like and a dislike. It was bittersweet. The fact that they basically gave us seven to eight minutes of tutorial of Mario Aces, Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah. Like, I'm excited that that stuff's in the game, and it makes it even. M- Makes me want to play it even more. But also, it's like, you're teaching me how to do all of these different game mechanics. This is literally a tutorial for the game. Why is this in the Nintendo Direct? I'll tell you why this is in the Nintendo Direct. The last tennis game was garbage. And it was just whacking back and forth. They're basically trying to say, hey, look, guys... There's some skill in this game. This is how the skill-based stuff works. Yeah, but they can can say... They could say, look, you could block a shot. You could make it super hard. You could do all of these different things. They could show them in action. Mm-hmm. But actually going through, you acquire energy by doing this, or you could do this. We can then spend our energy in these different ways. Like, that seemed like a little bit like reading the manual to me. And I, was like, I just ate that shit up. That's I loved hype. it. I mean, I'm very excited for it. I do think that it was weird. no one's talking about the elements of Mario Tennis Aces that were heavily inspired by Breath of the Wild, such as your tennis rackets break. Oh my god, will you shut up about this game? <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of, though, when they said your tennis rackets can break. I'm like, oh, just like in Zelda, everyone loved that feature. Oh my god, duh. <laughs> oh my god, duh. One thing I loved about that announcement trailer though was seeing yeah. chomp chomp as a playable character and yes he just, he just holds the tennis racket in his mouth and floats what a around cute everywhere little stupid doggy that was awesome chomp chomp arr, arr. 
holds it in his teeth like a little toothpick. But I think they were really just trying to point out that this is a really deep game compared to what we got last time. Yeah. And, I mean, when I say the game got poorly reviewed, I remember it getting, like, 5 out of 10s. Like, the last game got really... It got trashed. Yeah. So they really needed to make the point of, guys, this is going to be a good one. Trust us on this. Trust me. But if you don't trust them, you can play the pre-launch online tournament, which they'll announce a date for that later on. But uh, it's coming out June 22nd. June 2 and 2. So post E3. Oh, yeah. I think we'll hear about the pre-launch online tournament at E3, and it'll be like that day, or it'll be a week later or something like that. You're a week late. That's what I think. You're pregnant. I am pregnant. I'm a week late. I'm pregnant. (laughs) Um, I was just going to ask you if you would even consider buying South Park Fractured But Whole on Switch again. Just so you can take no. it with you. Like, you're going to go I, to your no, parents' I got, place. I got everything I needed to get out of that game with the, what, like, 25 hours I spent with it. You're, so you're done with it? I'm done with it, but I absolutely recommend it to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I think it's hysterical. It's a little long. It might not, might not be a game that you end up finishing, but all of the humor that you get from however long you end up playing it is absolutely worth it. Yeah. What did you... All right, so what did you not like about this Direct? Is there anything you disliked about it? Why is 3DS there? Yes. I mean, it's it's cool. I'm I'm very impressed with how Nintendo is supporting Splatoon 2. And then, mm-hmm. like, they're making it a thing. They're even coming out with a new $20 DLC sometime soon. Yeah. Like, I think that's really cool, but also, like, cool. How many directs do we have to cover Splatoon 2 in? It's been the top-selling game... I mean, I top know. three slot in Japan for since it's. I just want released. them to talk about things that I like only. But <laughs> <laughs> they just wouldn't do Nintendo Direct because you hate Nintendo. Hey, I have a lot of Nintendo games plus Celeste. <laughs> so I I thought the Splatoon stuff. They didn't talk about anything else super meaningful to me. I still love that game. I still play that game on a weekly basis. I'm weekly not, basis. Weekly really? basis. Yes. I, I haven't seen it in our playtime in a long time. Well, because I just don't bother talking about it because I'm going to say the Why same thing every single time. Um, but it's just, I don't, I still have yet to play the single player campaign. So I'm probably not going to buy the Octo expansion. Okay, the trailer okay. was so long. It was. It was so yes. like, she, most of it is just her walking through these train cars. And she's like three train cars and still walking. And I'm like, w- cut away from that. Leave. Yeah. I don't care. I get it. She's in a subway train car. I guess like it's going to be fun if you really like the single player Stuff in Splatoon, which I've heard is is good. I just don't care. I'm happy this new mo- new uh, stage is coming, new gear coming. Uh, that's kind of nice because I'm actually like running. I feel like I'm running out of gear to get. I feel like I've gotten so much of it already. And then there's the new rank, rank X, which I'll never make it to because I've yet to make it to the highest rank anyway. So yeah, <laughs> don't really care about that. But overall, I just I don't know. Like I was kind of underwhelmed by it, but it didn't like ruin the game by any means. I'm still gonna play that. And I think I mentioned about this direct is, man, Nintendo's really pushing arms. Yeah, they're making that a thing. Even though they've said we're not making any more content for it, they're still hosting that tournament. The open. Not only that, they're but they're going to have another like, hey, just in case you never played the game before, we're going to host a test punch on March thirty yeah. first, which is a little bit less than a year after that game came out. Good for them for supporting it, man. No, absolutely. I'm just surprised. They're really pushing it. And actually, compared to other fighting games, it has sold quite well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see another one coming out. I think they just want to really drive it home so maybe like next year they can 
show off another one or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, lots of really good stuff. This is a great direct. It was good. It was a really good direct. direct. That was a good direct. I already thought it was good. They showed Smash, and I'm like, this became great. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty. Actually, the very first thing I knew about it was Smash because I saw Wario64 tweeted about Smash, and I was like, ah, and I was at work at the time. I was like, gotta watch. So then I just watched the Smash thing. And then later at the gym, I watched the whole thing. I had this, uh, I had like a family dinner thing I was supposed to go to the night of the Switch announcement, of the, the, the Direct. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able, I'm, I'm going to miss it. I'm really upset about that. I'll have to watch it later on at night and I'll see something online and I'll spoil it. And they said, hey, we're going to be meeting up an hour later, actually. I'm like, oh, no problem at all. I'll be able to watch the Nintendo event. This is, this is okay. Yeah. I got to watch it live. I was very excited about that. Screw family. Nintendo <laughs> events. <laughs> So I think that kind of pretty much covers the Nintendo Direct. I think we mentioned everything we needed to mention about it. I think so, too. Hold on. We've got another main quest, and I'm going to need you to hold my hand through this one a little bit. So this is <laughs> an exciting exciting news. I'm not, like, a big PC gamer, but I can acknowledge this is big news. And that is that— not associated it... with PC Gamer Magazine. <laughs> so <laughs> there was— Do you watch Rick and Morty? No. No, you don't. You already told me this. You're very energetic this time. There's just this, there's, uh, the principal of the school always leads with principal vagina, no relation. (laughs) (laughs) Before he says anything. Go on. So at an event that Gabe Newell was at, he is the, uh, the head of, of, uh, Valve Games. And... He basically mentioned that Artifact is going to be the first of several new games coming, which is interesting. But then he made this comparison to Nintendo and basically said that we're really jealous of what Nintendo can do. And the fact that Miyamoto can sit there and think about, hey, this next Mario game, I need the controls to be this certain way. So we will make hardware to match that style of game that we want. And he's jealous of that. And to me, the fact that those two statements of we like the Nintendo model and we have these new games coming out after a huge drought. The last game they released was Dota 2 back in 2013. And before that, it was also uh, quite a big period of that releasing games. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're having this major restructuring within the company over the past like decade, it feels like. They've really been changing the inner workings of the company. Do you know how the company works? Like, what their kind of in- internal culture is like at all? Have you heard anything about this? I assume they have, like, employees there who work yeah. some part-time, some full-time. Um, they probably have okay benefits. They get some, like, paid parental some, I'm going to take it, no. <laughs> um, that's, that's my understanding of how a company works. No, so they have an interesting model of how it works in the company. <laughs> and that's that apparently the desks have like wheels on them and they can just move their desk to whatever department they'd rather be in. Oh, okay. So like if they say, hey, you know, I really want to work on Half-Life 3. I think it's a really exciting project. It gets determined if that game's going to get made if people roll their desks into that department and start making Half-Life 3. That's why they don't fucking make anything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I know, basically. So I feel like that's been kind of distracting them, but it's also meant that they've been kind of heading on these different directions like that's how steam got created then they they started making like the heads the um uh the vive headset they started making like the different like controller options the steam big picture they've kind of going in all these different directions and i feel like gabe newell it seems like and this is total total speculation on my part it seems like they want to be bigger in game making 
but they want more control over it. And I think that's what they've been working towards. That's what we've been yeah. seeing a lot more hardware getting made from them because they want to make hardware. Gabe Newell said they can do anything they want with hardware nowadays. And if any company could release a console and actually compete, like we talked about Google entering the market, Valve has a far better chance of making it happen. If they, Yeah, if they get smart about it instead of like Steam boxes, nobody wants that. Yeah, I mean, I think that if they made their own Steam box, or a Steam Machine, I like that name, Steam Machine. It's because you like e-machines as a computer. It's also Steam Machine is uh, a Daft Punk song, which is pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. it could also be a portmanteau. The fact is, is that because they have Steam, if you buy a Steam box or Steam Machine, whatever they're going to call it, and it has your entire game library already in it, what console are you going to buy? Yep. And especially if they can release Half-Life 3, they can release Dota 3, they can release Left 4 Dead 3, they can release Team Fortress 3, they can release Portal 3 as games that are exclusive to their system. That would be a killer system. It would be a killer. Here's the thing. We always talk about PC gamers are like, yeah, but I had this super badass crazy graphics card and I had mm-hmm. this insane refresh rate and 4K HDR on totally. a monitor that's, that's 39 inches wide and 10 inches tall. Like, how can you make a box that, that entices them to go to the TV? So I'm glad you asked that question. So I'm, I'm glad you asked that. So they have a Steam streaming function and I'm sure FezD can correct us on this if a we're wrong. A steaming function? A steaming function where if you have a really powerful PC... Uh-huh. You can put it in your closet, and it will stream to a Steam box and stream to your television. Okay. So if you wanted to get a Steam machine, and it's maybe two, dollars $300, $400, they want to really set on the same level on the built-in specs of a PS4 or Xbox One or whatever console is out at that time, they can do that, and then maybe you can enhance it by the PC you already have in your house. So it is kind of more of a console for PC gamers. And, I, and think, of, think of it this way, right? Xbox and Microsoft are trying to have your Xbox play anywhere. Yep. And that's kind of the way they see things going is you can kind of play in all these different environments. And anywhere you go, it's Xbox is there. Steam has a better chance of making that happen because there's more PCs than there are Xboxes. So if you have the entire PC community, not the entire, but like a portion of the PC community on board with this idea of buying a box in the house to play in your television because it's from Valve... That'll be an easier sell than it would be for Xbox owners to get a gaming rig and play anywhere. Yeah, I feel like they just need something that's their own, though. Like, something that I don't feel like... If anyone had a chance at it, if they could get their shit together and make something that's enticing, I don't think that they're going to be able to pull that PC market, though. I think that's... Not the entire PC. You have to keep in mind the PC market is massive. Even if they got a small percentage of it, that's still a lot of gamers. Yeah. Most gaming still happens on PC. Yeah. So I, I do think that there's a market for it. They also do things that with their Steam controller that try to play into the whole PC experience where their controller has more of like a touch surface that's supposed to act right. and behave more like a mouse. Things like that really matter to the PC community. Like they don't like controllers because they feel limited because you can move faster with the mouse. And Valve's thinking about those problems. They've already been proving that. They also built their big picture mode, which is basically a version of Steam designed to be used on a big television screen. So they're, they're thinking about it. And I think that if they can kind of come up with the right solutions, they can pull it off. If a, yep. Steam, if a Steam box came out, right, 
And that was the only way you could play Half-Life on, on a television. Half-Life 3. That game, that, that system would kill. It would absolutely kill. If you couldn't get Half-Life 3 on a PS4 and Xbox One, you could only get it on PC or your Steam box. I think that would oh, be okay, a hit. gotcha. I was about to say, yeah, I mean, like, that's how the original Half-Lifes were anyway. They were PC only, but... Yeah, if... if I don't... I don't. You know, I actually don't... I don't know. I don't know if Half-Life 3 has that much pull anymore with, like, the new generation of gamers that have never played a Half-Life game before. All right, not Half-Life, then. I mean, Left 4 Dead 2 is still a very popular game. Team Fortress is still really popular. Dota is still really popular. They, they have yeah, a bunch of frames. players. I'm just saying, if anyone can do it, they can do it. They have the yeah. sway to do that. They have an uphill battle ahead of them, definitely. And they've got anyone to going into the market ingenious. does. Yeah, they've got to come up with some, some ingenious hardware to make themselves happen. But yeah, if anyone can, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. Valve. I think what's more likely is we see a lot more development from them, specifically with Vive and the Vive controllers yeah. and Vive Pro. That is definitely something as well. And I think that if they did release a Steam box, VR would be a big part of it. And they've even mentioned that Gabe Newell has said, this is not like speculation, he has said, we have three major VR games that we're working on. Not like little experiments, full games that are in VR. And what I think he means by that is not like a super hot, which although it's a very cool game, it's very short. I think he's talking like Resident Evil 7. That, That kind of, we're putting a full game in VR. Right. I think that's in the immediate future. I think yeah. that's the kind of like, that's the hardware software integration that Nintendo has that they're kind of jealous of. I think that's in the immediate future where we'll see that pay off. Yes. I think if this Steam console, Steam box thing, whatever plan they have, that'll maybe be a decade away. Yeah, I think it's, that's, the, I think it's fair. Yeah. Because yeah. everything they've been doing to kind of control or have uh, control over the control mechanisms for their games is in has been in vr that's yeah. been their main focus yeah so i think it's interesting i think that they could make a big stamp on the industry if they do kind of get back into making games again in a major way even though i've not you know played a valve game before i know that they're what their reputation is i know what people think of them they're huge they're very you know they, they have a, a very prestigious you've never played a valve game before no i haven't played uh, portal that's the one i'm really You've never really, played Portal? Never played Portal. I really want to Who play Portal. Who are you? You love puzzles. I know. I know. You stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I am a moron. Oh, but man. It's kind of all I have to say. Than the Witness. <laughs> the Witness is brilliant. It's a great game. Yeah. What does that say about Portal? So, that's all I really have to say about that. I just think it's exciting. It's interesting. Um, that's all I got to say about that. No, I think that's. I think that's a really... Well, first of all... I think we should take that with a grain of salt because, as you showed, there was a video. Yeah, so I'm, that talks this is about what all the different times that he's mentioned Half Life. Yeah, but a... also there's a Kotaku article up right now that says all the times that that Valve has mentioned vaguely that they're getting back into video games in the last ten years. So, like, I think we should take that with a grain of salt because they're ones who definitely tend to say things and then not necessarily follow through on them for a the long state, time, if the, at all. The statements here are different, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. But, yeah, you're right. And that's why essentially the yeah. video is – it basically catalogs interviews with Gabe Newell. Uh, I actually want to put the video in the description, so if you want to watch it, I'll put it in there. Where basically he – in was it from February or from 2006 
up to February of 2008. He's basically saying, yeah, we are still making Half-Life Episode 3. It's going to complete the trilogy. In February 2018, he specifically mentions we're going to have these new gameplay mechanics in the game that are on the level of Portal in terms of how different and unique they are. And then literally months later in August, he says, we have nothing to say at all about this game. Is it being worked on? Yes, it's still being worked on. We have nothing to say. Then cut to, you know, three years later, August 2011, we have nothing to say about Half-Life. Is it dead? We have nothing to say about Half-Life. Yeah. And they, their tone has changed very much. And then in November 2005, they go ahead and mention that they want to make these smaller updates to their games. Uh, Jeff Keighley was the one interviewing him in that case, and he says, oh, so you're thinking like quarterly. You have like quarterly updates you want to push out. Gabe Newell corrects him and says, no, 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 I'm thinking like monthly. We want to have substantial updates monthly. That was 13 years ago, and now they don't release any games. So, yep. yeah. Well, they're coming out with artifacts. They're coming out with artifacts. It actually looks kind of cool. Have you seen the video of them re- announcing that? It's hysterical. The announcement video? No. The, so they just show the video, and it's like this new game from Valve, Artifact, and just boo in the crowd. Like, oh, that's right. I heard about that. Oh, it was really funny to watch. Because people don't, like, when they hear a Valve game, people want Half-Life, they want Portal, they want something that they've already played before. They don't want some, a card game or another card game. That was hysterical. Yep. Whew, that was a lot on Valve. Whew, lots of Valve. Lots of main questing today. Lots of main quests, but you know what? We've got some NPCs who have some subscriber interrogatives Ooh. for us to answer. Before we, oh, we didn't talk about what next week's topic is going to be for the outro. Oh, well. Oh, who we'll, knows? we'll do mobile. We, no, we pushed off mobile games to talk That's about right. the stuff. That's we pushed off mobile games. So we're going to talk about mobile about games. stuff ahead of time. Ahead of time. <laughs> subscriber interrogatives for episode 52. We have a real one from two people. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, one of them is kind of for a person that I made up. Yeah. You guys... Fez IRL, mm. who you may recognize from a few weeks ago, we had some PC gaming-related questions. Yep. He's a big PC gamer. said, what's it going to take to switch you to PC gaming? We had that discussion. He just broke down and got his first Switch. Congratulations. Switch. Welcome to the he late side. He already has Mario Odyssey. He already has Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And this is not necessarily for him, but in any, if anyone gets a new Switch, him included... What should they get? What are the essentials on Switch? So I'm going to lead off with Mario Odyssey. Obviously, great choice. Yeah, but he already has that game. He already has that. I'm going to also say Celeste. Yeah, I have Celeste Celeste on here. I think that's the best place to play it. And then I was going to say, for a long time, I had Pro Controller on that list of things. Yeah, of course. You should get a Pro Controller for your Switch. And then today I started thinking, you know what, though? How do you play your Switch? And I think about, I play my Switch 95% of the time in handheld mode, or on the go, or on the bus, and the only ever time I use a pro controller, if I'm like, what does this look like on the TV for five minutes, and then I'll go back to handheld mode in my bed. And I'm like, you know what, maybe it's not worth 80 bucks for a pro controller right off the bat, unless you see yourself sitting in front of the TV a lot with it. Yeah, if you play this game on your TV, get a pro controller, it is far better than using the Joy-Con grip. Yep. Far better. But yeah, I guess if you play in handheld mode, it's not worth getting. I still love my Pro Controller. I think it's fantastic. But in terms of games, there's the obvious ones like Mario Kart and oh, Breath of yeah, the Wild. Mario Kart. I mean, I'm, if you're into that. I think the three... So you actually took one of my games away from me, Celeste. But I think the three other games I recommend outside of that are ARMS. I think it's a really surprisingly great game. I really enjoyed that game. Splatoon 2 I play on a weekly basis. I adore that game. It is... There's just so much to do in that game 
in the sense of every single match feels unique and different. Uh, and I just highly recommend it to anybody. It is really fun. It's it's just, I don't know, it looks like it's a kid shooter, and it is, but you still have a complete bat blast, and you're super giddy playing it. Even when you're losing, it's still fun. But then there's Mario Rabbids. Especially, I think, in Fezdi's case, mm, if he's a PC if he's a PC gamer, I'm willing to bet he's probably played some strategy games before. Those are really big on PC. Maybe not. You can correct us. But that's kind of the most PC-like game you can get on a, on a Switch in terms of strategy games. There's not a lot of strategy games out there. Mario Rabbids is an excellent one. It is pretty excellent. You still never finished it, though, did you? No, I didn't, because I got checked with other games. Oh, but I really want to go back and play it. Hypocrite. <laughs> How many games have you not beaten? Are you kidding me? I've beat every game I've ever bought. Really? Every game you've ever bought? Yeah, including Far Cry 4 already, even though I've owned it for two years. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so those are the essentials. Pretty much every Mario game. or I mean, every Nintendo game. Plus yeah, pretty less. much, yeah. There, I mean, there are some good, there are some good uh, indie games in there as well. Like SteamWorld Dig 2 is fantastic. If you haven't gotten Mr. Shifty on PC yet, don't buy that one it's on Switch. with with next month yeah what's it called right don't buy it on switch because it doesn't run very well on switch but there are some (laughs) there are some really really good indie games on on the switch that you should look into as well stardew valley is fantastic i recommend that game oh yeah people like that it's fun it's addictive but it's very fun cool thank you me on behalf of fez irl and his new switch congratulations again yep a star is born our last is from tunic art Tunic underscore art on Twitter. And that's tune, like tune is in a cartoon, ick. It's like tunic. Oh, God, I just farted again, and it smells so bad. <laughs> I am so glad we do this over video chat. Oh, it's like somebody <laughs> left a can of manwich sauce in a dumpster and then threw a dead body in there, forgot about it, and came back in 2011. Well, speaking of all By those I mean horrible images. Obviously. Speaking of all those horrible images, that reminds me of the question from Tunic Art, which is, why do you think video game movies suck so much, and what would you do to make them better? Because they're all Ugh. terrible, ugly, awful, and they're just pieces of dumpster trash. So I'm going I'm gonna come in here and say I'm not the best resource on this. One, because I stopped watching video game movies before Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Before Jake Gyllenhaal. So I stopped somewhere with, like, one of the Resident Evils. So I haven't watched anything since then. But from reviews and anecdotes, it doesn't look like it's gotten any better. So I watched two video game movies recently. One because of this question and one because one of them was on HBO Now. And I figured, fuck it, I'm just going to watch it. I don't have to pay for it. So I watched Lara Croft Tomb Raider this weekend. Yeah, you did. Because of this. To kind of see, like, hey, what was it about this movie that sucked so much? And then... Warcraft I watched a few weeks ago. Warcraft was not terrible like Laura Croft. Lara Croft was terrible. Lara Croft Tomb Raider was awful. That was a terrible, terrible movie. Warcraft just had too much going on in it, but it was the first video game movie I saw that there seems to be more care put into it. Than, but again, I haven't played Warcraft before. But it still didn't turn out great. And I think the the main thing for me is that video game movies forget what we like about the video games in terms of their uh, creative elements. We like the characters. And sometimes those characters aren't deep. Like, <laughs> some, they're just not deep characters. It's the gameplay that shapes them in a lot of ways, and a lot of that is our personal experience with it. And I think the issue is that no one's figured out how to 
find the common gameplay experience in one of these games and translate that effectively into a story on screen. Mostly because video games aren't necessarily the most story-rich experiences. With exceptions, of course. And I think they're just picking the wrong franchises. I think we have two reasons to, to blame. One, I think this has to do with the, with money. I think that it's not a guaranteed <clears throat> success. So investors and producers are not willing to give it a lot of money because it's not a known property that it's a sequel to a movie that's already been a hit, like mm-hmm. a Marvel movie or something like that. So they're like, cool, you're not going to get a huge budget, which means they can't hire the best actors, which means they can't hire the best writers. And I think ultimately it comes down to terrible scripts all around. Yeah, I, that's one of my points I've listed as well. Terrible scripts. They've tried getting better actors, but it doesn't matter if the script's a piece of shit. Because we've had Jake Gyllenhaal. We've had uh, um, Angelina Jolie. We've had Michael Fassbender. And they still are terrible. But I think the second thing we actually learned from Ubisoft and their Assassin's Creed movie. And they came out afterwards and they had said, man, we're going to have... A division movie. We're going to have this movie. We're going to have movies based on all of our franchises. We have a new wing of Ubisoft dedicated to this. And then after Assassin's Creed, they're like, we're going to slow down. And we're going to rethink this. Because we went into this thinking we were going to have a lot more creative control than we actually did. Mm -hmm. So I think it's when it gets to the film side of things. The game developers themselves. And we've seen this with, with Naughty Dog and Uncharted movies and Last of Us movies. They actually have no control or say at all over any of it. But how... I don't know how that happens. Like, they... They own the property, don't yep. they? So they can say, hey, we're going to sign the rights over to this only if we have a lot of – we have like a final say on cut and script. Right. So that's where the producers are like, oh, well, we're not going to give you guys money if you, you have all the control because we don't know if it's going to be a success because obviously it's a video game movie and they're not successes. Because the studios have controls over them and they just – they studio it to death. I don't know how else to put that. Exactly. They studio it to death. So that's why Ubisoft is saying, oh, we're going to slow down because we're going to wait until we do have a good deal with a good producer and a good cast and a good team and we have actual control over this before we move forward with anything else. Yeah. One thing I noticed in the, in the Tomb Raider movie especially is that boss battles don't belong in a movie. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. work. Like there was, there was the scene in Tomb Raider where she's in the tomb and they got the half of the triangle that they needed – and then all of a sudden, the stone statue, the really big one, like, stands up and pulls the five swords towards it. And his head turns, and it's, like, this little boss battle scene. And I'm like, that doesn't work in a movie. It's just, it seems dumb. Yeah. And I think that's where it kind of comes down to picking your franchises. I think Last of Us and Uncharted, although I don't want them to be movies, I can see how they could become a really good movie. I think we just need one thing, like Black Panther. Black Panther's kind of in a similar situation, I believe, where movie studios and producers don't want to give money to to casts that are all black because they don't traditionally sell as well. But they're like, listen, they would sell well if you gave us the right resource and gave us good writing and mm-hmm. helped us cast people. People like, want to see good then, movies. That's, exactly. At the end of the day, they want to see Black good Panther movies. comes along and they give it the right amount of money and mm-hmm. they give it the right amount of support and they have this amazing cast and it – Freaking is one of the fastest selling movies of all time. No, I think, so I think it's a really right fair point because when people say, oh, I don't want to see the movie because you know, it has a whole black cast in it, it's because historically those movies have not been good because they don't get the financial support. So they exactly. kind of push the stereotype of, oh, well, these all black movies must not be good in general then. And that's not true. So uh, Black yeah. Panther has been that for like, hey, 
all black cast can sell a movie and it can be amazing. And now people are starting to pay attention to that and maybe we'll start giving them more money. Yeah. I think we need something like that for video game movies. Hey, mm-hmm. this is what can be a really good movie if you put the right resources behind it. Mm-hmm. And then people will start paying attention. Yeah. I think a franchise that I think would make an awesome movie if it had a really strong... It, this could not be made with a low budget. It has to be a big budget movie is a Metroid movie. I think a Metroid movie would be absolutely sick. Yeah. If done watch that. Pre- properly, that'd be amazing. It's based off of the Alien movie franchise, for starters, which we already know is a good franchise. Well, the first two, at well. least. Yeah, <laughs> the first two, at least. And Alien vs. Predator, which was the best of all of them. <laughs> Alien is a good movie. Alien's good. Aliens, I like more than Alien, though. Aliens... It's cheesy as shit. It's awesome, though. It's so cheesy. It's awesome. James Cameron and fucking, what is it, Bill... Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, his character in that movie. <laughs> I like Alien a lot more than Aliens. Oh, I love Aliens. They're all cheesy, and I've, I mean, I've, I've owned them all, and I've watched them all several times. You so. even own Alien Resurrection? No, I do not own... I own... Oh, yes, Alien Resurrection, the fourth one. I don't own Alien vs. Predator. Okay. But I own Prometheus, and I own... I liked Prometheus. Covenant. Covenant? You own Covenant? Yeah, I own Covenant in 4K uh, 3D, so... Uh, I didn't like that one as much. I don't care. I, I thought it was the best... I thought it was the best Alien movie in 30 years. Dude, that's saying a lot. Uh, well, no, it's not, because all the, the Alien movies since the original I mean, no. were bad. So. No, no, it's saying a lot, because you're... St- Alien vs. Predator 2 Requiem was the best of Alien Shut movies. Shut up. This is not a movies podcast. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Next week's topic. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Next week's topic on Respawn Aimfire will be about mobile games. We promised that last week, but just so much shit happened, and it was so good. Nintendo Direct. Um, so that's going to be next week. Play Florence. We'll talk about it a little bit in next week's episode as well. And uh, remember, Barf is Far Cry 4 this month. Go out and start playing. You should playing. play it. I'm mostly saying this for me. Start playing it. Okay? I need to start playing that it That way too. you're not cramming it all in the last week and you can't think... fully appreciate it. Start playing it now. Kirby comes Do out your this homework Friday. now and don't wait until the night before. Kirby comes <laughs> out this Friday and I'm like, shit, if I start playing Kirby, don't I'm never going to. Kirby. Play Far Cry 4. <laughs> I already bought Kirby. Yeah, so but it doesn't it. mean you have to play it. There are plenty of games uh, you buy and don't I still play. need to beat Shadow of the Colossus as well. But I need to beat Far Cry Ugh. 4 first because that's our barf. I need to barf that's out some barf. Far Cry 4. Barf it up now. Barf it up. All right, everyone. Until next week, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, um, toodaloo. <laughs>